Welcome to Hollywood 2.0, this is Peter Katz. On today's show, my guest is Adriano Ferrano, co-founder and CEO of WatchUp. It's one of my favorite apps I've used this year. They give viewers a lean back experience to watch a real-time stream of videos from all their favorite news sources. Everybody from CNN to Vice. It's like having your own custom news station that can be viewed on a phone and tablet. In 1989, I was nine years old, and uh, you know, here I am sitting on the couch with my parents and watching the very first newscast I can remember, and that was the, the basically the end of uh, the Cold War with the Berlin Wall uh, falling down. And what happened is that my imagination got really captured by that event. And the following day, I went to school and realized that nobody among my classmates had heard of the news. So I was like, wow, I should probably try to fix this. And so what I did is that I came back home and started scribbling a small newspaper uh, that I photocopied it uh, with the photocopy machine of my dad. We are in southern Italy in 1989. And, and the following day, it was a huge success. I could... Uh, sell this out uh, to my classmates and that's how my journalism slash entrepreneurship career began you've noticed a lot of people that have gotten very deep in any topic they start young whether or not they're you know a journalist or an athlete or an engineer is that you see like you see certain things bubbling at the surface at a young age totally totally uh, i do have a, a six-year-old son and uh, I can see that a lot of his uh, uh, reactions and feelings, etc., are, are clearly uh, announcing something that is going to come for for later. As you've grown from a journalist into an entrepreneur, uh, a lot of time has gone by. What do you think about the transition into a world where a lot of the you know, leaders in journalism, you know, New York Times, and a lot of these uh, very amazing, you know, uh, press outlets have starting to compete against these uh, young guns. I think it's fascinating, you know, uh, there's clearly a, a new generation of, uh, you know, media outlets out there, like the Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, uh, Vice, to, to, to name a few. And um, what's, what's interesting, though, is that uh, I've seen a, a, a cross-pollination between those two generations. On one hand, of course, um, old media have tried to mimic the you know digital um, uh, savviness of those new outlets, trying to uh, be more connected on social media, trying to uh, you know produce shorter stories. Um, uh, e easily digestible, easily shareable, etc. On the other hand, though, there is also another interesting uh, phenomenon that hasn't been that uh, covered, in my opinion, which is that also uh, new media, in a sense, uh, have tried to um, imitate, to get inspiration from uh, you know uh, that old school journalism, uh, just to take a couple of examples uh, here. Uh, if you look at how the Huffington Post has uh, historically uh, framed what they what they do, they call themselves, if I'm not mistaken, the online newspaper. And their homepage um, 
uh, is really, uh, you know, uh, I would say more similar to a newspaper's uh, front page than the New York Times website is. Um, another example, everybody, you know, we are in video, of course, with WhatsApp. Everybody talks about the fact that short format uh, rules. Well, if you look at, you know, one of the most interesting examples of video journalism that has been, uh, you know, um, coming from, uh, you know, media outlets like Vice News, for instance, um, the size of, you know, of the length of their videos is actually usually uh, in the neighborhood of uh, 10 minutes. Um, and they have rediscovered, uh, you know, that narrative journalism uh, almost gonzo journalism in a sense that has been you know a central part of video journalism history so I think that out of this cross-pollination there are only good things that can come out of and uh, my goal with watch up is really trying to uh, to convey as much as possible of that um, very prolific very creative uh, exchange and you're able to provide video from all different sizes uh, and I think that's going to become more irrelevant you know I think that what happens is there is some journalist covering the media and they say it's all about short content and then it's all about long content I think that it's really about the story you're trying to tell on what platform exactly exactly totally um, I, clearly there is a, uh, a a tremendous value for the fact of um, bringing together all these different perspectives about the world we live in, uh, just because it makes us clever, uh, smarter. You know, take what's going on uh, today in the Ukraine or in Gaza. Uh, if you only look at one side, um, you know, your, uh, your perspective is going to be narrow. You cannot really grasp you know, even, even if you're 100% sure of your opinions, um, it's always good, it's always refreshing to hear at uh, each other's side, every, every, uh, you know, at, at the other side of, of the table. Yeah, you're able to have the ease of use where you could hear what somebody in Ireland thinks about an issue. It's, it's, it's interesting. On one end, you feel that this level of customization could create a much broader view of the world, but also it could create a much more narrow view. Right. I, I think it depends on the on the approach uh, behind every algorithm. Uh, there is always, uh, you know, a human or perhaps uh, multiple humans who have been uh, thinking about it. Uh, in our case, you know, as we uh, uh, compile those uh, sources uh, together in order to give you your personalized newscast, which really is the, the the center uh, of the the watch up experience uh, we have tried to uh, strike a balance between the level of personalization and the level of serendipity um, and of course this is you know uh, easier to say than to uh, to put in place but we uh, I can say that you know we are we are going through um, a lot of iterations and it's by you know, trying and failing and readapting and iterating that we can come to a satisfying uh, uh, mix. Now, you talk about all this iteration, and obviously with startups, they're constantly pivoting as they face new challenges and new opportunities. 
What was your journey getting to where you are now? Well, you know, it's 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 funny. I think that um, you know the we've gone through through two um, startup accelerators um, up until now. One was at the very beginning of our journey. Uh, it was at Stanford with uh, with Startex, the Stanford Startup Accelerator, and the second one we actually just graduated uh, out out of. Uh, is MediaCamp, which is the broadcasting um, uh, startup accelerator. So two very different experiences. I, I would say the f- what the first one really um, uh, impacted uh, our uh, our thinking uh, a lot on was the fact of you know as we designed the first experience of uh, of watch up as we were thinking about where the company wanted to ultimately to be um we we wanted to make sure that you know we we understand and we understood that this only the sky is the limit in a sense uh you know and for me coming from france uh although i'm italian uh where i had started um, uh, a media outlet on the content creation side uh that was really refreshing and that really gave me the the perspective about what we were doing with this second experience um it's been completely different because uh this is a uh, you know a sort of corporate startup accelerator uh with uh, you know one of the goals being to familiarize us to the entertainment industry understanding how you know uh, advertising dollars are created uh, what it takes to create a successful business. Uh, so those two experiences, I think, encapsulate really a lot of uh, where the company, where we are coming from and where we are heading, meaning that we want to have you know, a very strong vision. Uh, we are building a category-defining product for news watching, but at the same time, we are here because we want to create an ecosystem around this. We want to make sure that all the stakeholders can, you know, uh, increase their uh, their at the end of the day their sustainability. You say sustainability, and it's interesting because you occasionally have this war between these content creators and the aggregators and the curators of, you know, are they being properly branded? Are they able to monetize it as well? What were there certain hurdles that you had to get over to eventually bring on some of your major partners? Sure. I mean, this is like a daily, uh, a daily battle, right? Uh, let's be frank. Uh, I mean, syndicating content—it's not easy. Um, it's probably the single most um, difficult part of uh, our job, of my job uh, specifically, because in a in a small team, I you know I'm the one you know going out and trying to to make deals. I'm the one who's in New York every other month, um, and so. At the same time, you know, coming from, you know, the content creation business, uh, as I do, I do understand that content is precious, that it takes time to produce. Um, you know, uh, in some, uh, you know, the, the, for most of those, uh, uh, like, networks, uh, in order to produce one minute of content, uh, they have to spend one hour behind that single minute uh, with production, with, you know, uh, getting ready, setting things up and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, once you understand that, you basically set the, 
uh, you know, the right context for, for a negotiation because it means that you're understanding where the, those people are coming from. Uh, so I think that that is probably, you know, one of the, uh, uh, you know, biggest um, uh, challenges we have, uh, but we're also pretty well positioned to, uh, uh, to face it. You look at Netflix and Hulu and some of the giants in the game and they're able to be this platform, you know, but also they start creating content. So you start seeing that side and it works. Uh, but on the other hand, you've seen Microsoft trying to be a content creator and they had to eventually just cut that for the Xbox. So I think there's this interesting game of platforms becoming producers and then the producers becoming platforms. So what is your favorite example of that? Look, uh, all, all this, uh, you probably mentioned the, most of the, the current players who are uh, getting into uh, content creation. Um, maybe perhaps we could also mention uh, Yahoo, uh, who's probably, I would say, closer to our space. Uh, and, and recently they've, uh, they've brought in a lot of talent um, you know, in the, in the new space, uh, uh, they, they, they're doing great things and, they, they, you know, they've been in this business for a while, both as a platform and, and as, a, um, as, a, uh, as a content creator. So they, they've probably pioneered that sort of a hybrid uh, approach, although, you know, we, we seem to have, uh, to have forgotten this. Um, as far as we, you know, we stand in, the, in this debate, uh, we, we are not even thinking about uh, content creation. I think that there's enough high-quality news video content out there uh, that we just need to go, go ahead and make those deals. And uh, what we have announced recently with our premium initiative uh, totally goes into, into that direction. You said a premium initiative. Uh, what would that right. entail? Yeah, basically, uh, you know, historically, uh, as a startup, I made the, the decision of uh, saying, okay, for the first year, let's just focus on the, the product. Let's make it uh, an outstanding product. Let's make it a, a fantastic user experience. Um, and um, although there's much, you know, there's still much to do, uh, I think we've gotten pretty, pretty far there. Um, in the last few months, and, you know, it's funny because it basically... Uh, coincided a little bit with our uh, media camp, the, the, the Turner Startup Accelerator, where we've started to basically uh, pivoting away from that uh, product focus in order to uh, focus a little bit more on uh, business partnerships. And what we have announced a few weeks ago uh, is what we call a premium initiative with um, a few partners uh, with, a, with a fantastic lineup um, in, that Nowadays includes uh, Fox News, Fox Business Channel, uh, Wall Street Journal Video, Washington Post Video, Sky News, Euronews, and others, PBS NewsHour. Uh, and what we are doing with those brands is to basically uh, give them a, uh, a platform for um, reaching new audiences, younger audiences on new platforms, uh, new devices, where uh, their content in a personalized way can make uh, a lot of sense. And of course, although we haven't yet, and we are going to very soon, uh, started monetizing, uh, behind that uh, premium initiative, there is the goal to make 
their journalism to make their um, video efforts more sustainable. What is the way you're going to monetize it? That's a very good question. Uh, the, the goal is to monetize via pre-roll advertising. Um, we are building a, a, an experience that's really focused for when you lean back and you multitask with your device, etc. So that we are hoping that the, uh, uh, the pre-roll uh, is not going to ruin the, the experience. Um, we know that also most of our partners nowadays are uh, currently uh, selling out their pre-roll inventory. Um, so they have a need to expand that inventory, but they also want to preserve the quality of the CPMs that they were able to negotiate with all these great brands, um, which is something that's hard to do on video platforms where you're Premium content stands uh, side by side with a video of a cat falling from the third floor. Um, so the, what we are doing here is nothing that f distant from what Hulu did, uh, which is to you know basically create a platform for a specific vertical uh, only with premium content. Will uh, you consider doing any native advertising? Yes, yes, that's that's in the plans um, because, of course, we are, uh, uh, you know, on an anonymous basis, we are collecting a lot, uh, a lot of data uh, about uh, the way WatchUp is used, and so we can, uh, you know, you can totally imagine uh, us recommending uh, branded channels, uh, say from GoPro or Pepsi, you know, those brands who are. Uh, already now, frankly, creating high-quality content that's really engaging, that's based on uh, video format, it would make a, a lot of sense. It's uh, Thank you for asking that question. Because you look at uh, Verizon and Red Bull and a lot of these major brands, sure, and they have a full team. I mean, this isn't like a gimmick. They're taking this seriously. Sure, sure. Uh, I agree. Frankly, those, those guys are, are becoming publishers. Uh, there's uh, they're putting a lot of efforts into uh, creating original content. Uh, it's you know video is clearly picking up as a as a format uh, as broadband broadband connections uh, uh, improve and uh, data plans become uh, more you know uh, easy, more affordable, uh, easy to use. Uh, this is clearly a direction that uh, you might expect us uh, uh, taking in the future. And I think there's potentially a chance that you could have an advertisement, which is not just to increase awareness, but also immediately drive a conversion, like purchase an item through an ad. Is that possible through your service? Sure. The, not right now, because as I said, we haven't started yet uh, monetizing, but uh, the, the sort of like uh, rich media uh, inter more interactive uh, formats are uh, totally something that we, we expect to do. In fact, uh, just three years ago, we launched on uh, on Android phones. So now our uh, the WatchUp's personalized uh, newscast experience is available on Android phones, uh, on Google Play, and um, you know we we clearly uh, everybody's is expecting uh, Android uh, at some point, especially in the in the US, to improve uh, the, the, their their current um, uh, sort of 
purchase-oriented uh, uh, platform. Uh, historically, iOS has been much better in, the, in that regard with more uh, users, uh, you know, using their credit card. Uh, but uh, Android is coming. Uh, is clearly, uh, you know, their their high-end phones are getting better and better, and so uh, this is clearly a, um, an aspect where we we're going to be uh, very active in the future. Yeah, Hulu had a ad that you could buy pizza through. Right, right. Probably not for me though, because I'm Italian. But uh, right. <laughs> Um, just kind of a, another question, not completely on this topic, but sure. you know, we um, we look at this uh, current landscape where a lot of journalists have uh, lost their job as the industry has been disrupted. <laughs> Do you think technology will eventually create more opportunities for them? Sure, I think I think it's a double-edged uh, edged sword. Um, there are some uh, clearly some um, uh, sectors, some um, activities uh, where the where machines have uh, you know uh, clearly improved and uh, um, and streamlined the the journalist's uh, uh, regular job. Uh, if you think about the, you know the power of big data and you know the the ability to to gather all those data all those statistics and uh, ingest them and uh, uh, massage them and uh, you know create valuable content uh, there even there has there has been even some uh, you know some publication out there uh, actually creating out of a football game uh, an automated uh, transcript of what, what was going on based on computer vision, etc. So th those are you know very interesting frontiers. At the same time, uh, the, what technology does today is also to liberate uh, uh, human power because there are some things that you know uh, uh, you know take what a content management system can do today. You know for SEO, for instance. Uh, um, search engine optimization, um, and, and so by doing that, it can actually we can actually free up time for those journalists to spend more time with uh, with investigative journalism, etc. Let's just take uh, uh, also another example. Uh, back in the days, uh, while I was in Europe and uh, uh, you know I was working this uh, online magazine. Uh, we had to almost, um, uh, you know, constrain the journalist's imagination when it came to um, uh, putting a headline or a description for an article, because basically 99% of the of the incoming traffic was coming from Google, and on Google it was not, uh, you know, it was not an editor, it was not a. A uh, human being uh, deciding what should come first. It was the Google algorithm. The implication for that is that the, a headline, a description, had to be extremely descriptive, almost to become boring. Um, today, and that was actually one of the things that the, the BuzzFeed um, founder said at uh, South by Southwest, I think, last year. Um, what happens is that almost half of the traffic of those websites nowadays is coming from social media. And what becomes viral on social media is not, uh, it, it doesn't have to be what, uh, what the Google bot is, is you know, finding, uh, uh, finding good for, for Google. What that means is that journalists today are 
more free to uh, be more creative with their uh, headlines. It's just an example, but it shows how you know technology would can technology can do in this case to improve uh, our creativity. Now they're able to potentially reach a large audience with uh, social media. They can leverage that. They don't have to be a giant you know media company, but to make a living, uh, do you think that there are new opportunities? that are just ahead for these journalists? Because a lot of them, it seems, are being forced to move into the world of uh, working for brands and like, outside of yeah, outside of what they initially went to school for. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a, you know, those are bad options, but if they want to stick to being like a serious investigative journalist, um, do you feel that there might be along the lines ways that they can monetize those skills? I think so. I think that um, uh, perhaps one of the most untapped uh, formats for that is video. Uh, now, of course, video is expensive. Um, you know, and uh, you know, you, you are, for instance, in the in the podcast, in the audio field, and um, you know, just doing what we are doing now, it takes time. You have to record it with the right tools, etc. That said, the the cost of those tools has uh, dramatically decreased over time. Um, you know, if we had to do this, what we are doing now, and you know, I'm 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 speaking from Corsica, France, and uh, you are in California, right? Yes. Uh, and this is all going, you know, extremely. Um, smoothly um, for a for a fraction of the cost that frankly w was costing before. So the, the 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 possibilities are endless, and sometimes I, I feel like the the new generations don't really um, realize how uh, how lucky we are, uh, uh, you know, living and and uh, going forward in the in this environment. Now, wh whoever says. Uh, you know, more access, of course, there's more access for everybody, which means that the, the level of competition is higher. Uh, but hey, th this is the game we're, we're uh, playing in, and it's, uh, I think it's a super exciting game. So you bring something that's interesting because we're talking about filtering. So we have like a fantastic journalist online, and there's a lot of junk on YouTube, you know. Uh, I think sure. that uh, the the thing is that YouTube wanted to have such a large user base, so they made it so easy to put your videos on there. But right. at the end of the day, it's almost become a lot of it. Some of it's just clickbait, you know. Some of it's just amateurish, and oh, your yeah. service expedites the process of enjoying great content. In a lot of ways, there's a potential for startups like yourself to make it easier for high quality video creators because I think the problem is the CPMs are low because people are spreading their ad buy over lots of bad content, but there might be somebody out there who, if they are filtered out of those worlds, they might actually get more money. Sure. Look, it's, it's all about you know, um, understanding how the, the value chain uh, works in the, in the content business nowadays. Um, the, there is the content creation piece, and uh, you know, the, the barriers to entry have never been so low. Um, uh, that said, the the way you can create value is by uh, you know either breaking the breaking the news, uh, so like coming first, or by uh, you know bringing a very interesting tone, a very interesting angle. That's probably what you are doing with Hollywood 2.0. Uh, 
um, uh, and, and, and C is, uh, I think, by um, being able to, to basically create a new language, create something new. Uh, and there are a lot of, uh, you know, new media who are trying to, to do this. So that's like content creation. And then there's, you know, content curation. And that's where we, we come in. Uh, how can we filter all this content? How can we make it more personal? How can we make it um, uh, easier for you to find, to discover? And uh, yeah, there, there are lots of startups who are trying to do uh, you know, uh, uh, a good job out there. Uh, and then there's you know, content distribution, uh, which is also a, part, you know, a game where we are trying to um, to uh, to expand, uh, you know, we we just announced our Android phone uh, product, but we are now going towards also a bigger screen. Uh, I I don't have anything to announce yet, but it's going to be surprising where you are going to find Watch Up next. Uh, and as you know, we also launched on Google Glass, so a very small screen. I mean, the the possibilities are are endless. And that's why it's so exciting. Without your service, there's a lot of news that's not reaching everybody that could reach. So you're totally. you're able to facilitate it. Totally, totally. And that, that's I think you know part of the 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 value that uh, that that WhatsApp creates uh, in that more personal, more intimate experience that actually also saves you a lot of time. If you know I were to find all the great videos that uh, this app has found for me, it would probably take me. Um, 30 minutes to create my my personal uh, playlist, um, uh, but there are also you know great companies like you know Storyfy who was recently acquired um, or Circa. Uh, we are all in this together, and I think it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity because at the end of the day, what matters is that we can give you as as a, as a citizen more choice uh, in the market of ideas. So to speak. And what do you know about your users that you didn't realize were, was going to come out after your experience uh, launching this? I think that you know uh, it, it's funny how um, you know the, the times of the day are really important. Uh, you know, people typically use uh, watch up a lot, uh, a lot in the morning. Uh, it's become an alar alarm clock for some because we uh, we have a feature that we hadn't. Thought actually designed for it that people are using for it, uh, which is the, the ability to schedule your daily newscast. You pick a time of the day, and boom, you receive every day at the same time uh, your newscast. So it becomes a ritual. I think that a lot of this, at the end of the day, um, uh, is really about how can we reproduce some existing uh, behavior from the uh, uh, you know from the pre-digital era. Um, and translate them in a nice, smooth, elegant way um, uh, based upon what the digital, uh, what our digital lives uh, and our digital standards and devices are. So what do you read to you know, kind of stay up on you know, these new uh, trends and, and technology and media? You know, it's funny. I, I read a lot of... Uh, um, uh, a lot of biographies uh, this period um, of um, creative people, um, you know, just to, to name a few in the in the past year or so. Um, I've read, of course, what everybody in Silicon Valley uh, has read, which is the, the Steve Jobs uh, uh, biography. 
uh, but also uh, the one from the same author uh, on Albert Einstein. And I'm currently reading a, a, a terrific biography on uh, Nikola Tesla, um, uh, Tesla, uh, so uh, who was you know a great uh, electrical uh, engineer and a little bit the the inventor of the the electrical age. And you know going through those uh, backgrounds and lives uh, is so inspiring because although there is no direct connection with uh, you know video news, uh, it, you know, it's so refreshing because it lets you discover how those, um, uh, you know, creative processes work. And uh, sometimes it, there is, it's just, uh, you, you cannot really expect it to, to be where, where it is. You know, the, the power of the mind, how the mind works is, uh, is fascinating. And uh, since, you know, we're talking about video news, what are you currently watching? What I'm currently watching? Uh, I, I was just watching um, uh, a terrific video from Vice News about uh, what happened in, the, in, in Ukraine um, with, uh, with the Malaysian Airlines crash. Uh, and those guys are, by the way, doing a, a fantastic job over there, um, uh, you know, during the, the whole Crimea war um, thing the 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 their reporter was awesome i mean he would go everywhere to the point that he actually got arrested um and so you know really you know when that happened you know of course i was so sorry for this guy because you know i would have been uh, in his shoes uh, but you also realize that you know when we're doing this we're doing this because we we believe in a mission we are on a mission here to uh uh, basically give you all the possible perspectives from all these people who are at the end of the day trying to tell a story uh, about how the world is changing how you know sometimes new nations are created uh, for the better for you know for the better for the worse uh, how some places in the world that are being uh, uh, are fighting for 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 existing uh, you know and it's actually both the case of Gaza and Israel right now uh, so all this is, is uh, you know, we are really passionate about this. Now, if technology and uh, design can give you a better experience for doing this, uh, you know, we have actually won. We know we have already won. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hollywood 2.0. Contact me at cats, K-A-T-Z, films at gmail.com for any questions. And uh, go to Hollywood number two dot org to check out more information about this podcast.